Shkrach, everyone. So let's move on to page Nun Gimel. That actually we're in the very last line of the previous page. Nun Gimel is 53. I'm going to leave a very nice, as you say, for dessert. The seaman is going to come at the very end of the second side of the page. So let's hold on on the seaman. So the very, the very last line of Membeis, Tan Rabanan. So now the Gemor is going to go, and basically most of the page Nun Gimel is going to go about the Ilchus of Or, of the candle of Avdala. So first thing, Or Shabbos, if the candle rested during Shabbos, you can use him to Shabbos for the age of Avdala. But if it was used, somebody, even a non-Jew, lit the fire on Shabbos. We don't like Shabbos on fire. You know, it's the only malacha explicit. These are not so. The only explicit malacha is written in the Torah. You don't use it. So the Gemara asks the question, my Shabbos or my Lord Shabbos? What is the concept that would render it good or not good? In Eimah, now we're moving to Nun Gimel, 53. In Shabbos, that you cannot use it even if it was used in a permissible way. Vatania, or but look what the Bible says, or Chaya. Chaya is a lady giving birth. So in situation like that, it's Pikuach Nefesh, you are allowed to put on a fire for her. Or in any case of a sick person, says the Bible, you see, you can't, yes, say Abdallah on that candle. My Shabbos, your Shabbos, mi meleches, mi machmus meleches aveira. No. What the previous Bryces said, you cannot use if it was lit on, on a not per- permissible way. So both, whether it's a Jew that for sure was an Isur, or whether a non-Jew that didn't have to keep Shabbos, nevertheless, if a Jew would have done it, would it be forbidden? You don't use that candle. Then in Amiyachia, a third price is saying the same principle. Ashashis. Look in Rashi, where's Ashashis? Linterna. That is to prove to you that Spanish is more accurate than English. Because English you say lantern, and Rashi is saying linterna. That's what we say in Spanish. So a lantern. That was a lit, kindled the whole day. Kuloi. So therefore, it wasn't lit during Shabbos. The Motzei Shabbos mevarchim alav. So then you can use it in Motzei Shabbos. Okay. Tan Rabanan was taught in a brisa. Nochri, a non-Jew. Shining Israel. Israel should look at Nochri. Whether a non-Jew from a Jew or Jew from a non-Jew, Motzei Shabbos mevarchim alav. Then it's okay. The Gemara is going to analyze why. But Nochri and Nochri. Now, if a non-Jew lights a candle for a non-Jew to Shabbos and Mevarchim Alav. You cannot use it. This is going to march. Why? What is the difference? Non-Jew and non-Jew that you can't. Mishum de lo Shabbos because the initial Nochri lit his flame during Shabbos. So it wasn't a flame that rested. So then it should be the same Alachi. So I mean Nochri. And a Jew to Shabbos go on lighting candle from a non-Jew Alo Shabbos should be forbidden because the first one of the non-Jew didn't rest. And he went to me, no, the initial prohibition when the non-Jew lit the candle on Shabbos already moved on, already passed. 
because now the new candle is a different flame, and it was this, the new candle, the new fire was born in the hand of the Jew, and that's why Moshe Shabbos, you could use that and say a on that. But look, look at the following Braisa. The Tanya, if somebody does otzah to bring from Reshus Yerah to Reshus Yerah on Shabbos, a flame. So we're dealing only the flame. So look in the footnotes. How could it be that somebody only takes out a flame? So he takes a piece of earthenware, smaller than a shiur of a tzah, and he smears it with some oil, and on that he puts a flame. So really, he's only transporting the flame from Reshus to Reshus. Is that considered a tzah or not? It's not matter. Let's call Einstein over here to learn Nichol Shabbos. You are transferring energy, not matter. Could, is that considered a tzah law? Says the Braiser Chayav. And then, says the Braiser is liable if Beshoge Korban Bemezid Skila. Am I, says the Gemara, why? Am I Chayav? If you tell me a principle that whenever a fire starts is considered a new fire, like every second, Anthony, give some engineering over here. Every second is a new flame. So therefore, going back to the permission of Abdallah, why we permissible? Because we say the origin, the original flame that the non-Jew lit when, went. And now that a Jew took the fire from the non-Jew, is a new is a new bria, is a new creation. It's the same thing regarding Shabbos. We have a principle: you are only liable on Shabbos if you carry from beginning to end. We need to take it out from out of the previous shoes. And by the way, this just gives us a flavor of Shabbos going to be there in less than two weeks with Hashem, and that's going to be the first topic of Shabbos Atzah. With this topic, you need to take it out from Reshus Yachid and put it down in Reshus Arabim. So if it's a different flame, you don't have both stages because the flame you took out, it went, and the flame you put down is a new flame. So the Gemara says no. I, I wanted to ask you this principle, Anton. It's very interesting. It comes out from the Gemara, that any flame has on it the older flame and the new flame. So you always would say in energy on a flame that always the initial flame is there, but it's renewing the flame. We would, we would have to learn about the sun, if that's the way, the way it works with the sun. Interesting, huh? You can always say in a flame that the original flame is always there. So therefore, the flame that was lit in a forbidden way by the non-John Shabbos was still there. But when, when, the, when the Jew took the flame from the non-Jew, and now he's making the blessing, he's making the blessing on the addition, on the new flame that now started when he took now the new flame, the, the, the Jew, and on that he's making the blessing. He's not making the blessing on the initial <coughs> forbidden flame of the non-Jew. He's making the blessing on the new flame that's starting after that by the Jew. So if that is the case, that in every, in every flame you have a new stage of the flame, so let also a non-Jew 
that after Shabbos lit from a non-Jew that was initially on Shabbos, but the, the non-Jew of after Shabbos is a new flame. So why couldn't we use it? Says the Gemara, in Achinami, you're right. According to our principle from the Torah, that could be used. But Gzeira, but Chachami made Gzeira. Mishum Nochri Rishon, the Amod Rishon. He said, what would happen, look in Rashi, that Mamesh Asuna Shabbos is out. The second Shabbos is out. This non-Jew lit that new candle. So then, it hasn't have time to renew itself. So then you will be making a bracha on a fire that still belongs to Shabbos. Because it was on the split second Shabbos was out, that non-Jew took it from the different non-Jew. So because of that, we made a general rule. Never say uh, on a flame that a non-Jew took from a non-Jew. OK? So this is a rabbinical decree in case of, for, the, for the fire of the, new, of the non, initial non-Jew, the first non-Jew, in the first pillar of fire that hasn't had a chance to renew by the second non-Jew. Okay, when I continue, I'm telling you most of the page, even from the next side, is gonna be on this alohas of the fire of Abdallah. Another If somebody was walking, a Jew obviously, outside of the city, Motu Shabbos. He hasn't made the, the brach of, of, of Esh. Vera Ur. And he saw some fire. Imrav Nochrim, if the city, majority of the dwellers of the city are non-Jews, we're going to see, we spoke a little about it, we're going to speak more about it, that, ah, already the film was bringing is also <laughs> that, if it's so strong the fire that you can even see it outside of the city, so for sure this, this is a party going on over here. And if majority of non-Jews, of the majority of the citizens are non-Jews, so this huge party is a party of non-Jews, and you can assume it's for idolatry. So you don't make, we said in the previous page, you don't make Boremoreaesh on a fire that's been used for idolatry. Again, outside of the city, Majority non-Jews, you assume it's for idolatry, don't make a bracha. Vim of Israel, but the majority of the dwellers of the city, then you can say the bracha because they're not Jews. You don't assume it's for idolatry. We have a little bit of a contradiction over here. You said in majority non-Jews, you don't say the bracha. What would be the case? Have and have. You somehow figure out it's have Jews, have non-Jews. So, according to Reisha Mevaris, you can, because only with majority of non-Jews, you can't. But other times, what the Sefer says, Imrov Israel Mevaris. Only if majority are Jews, you can say the bracha. Amersal Mexa, and Mevaris. You would come out, they have and have, you wouldn't. So, so tell me, what's the story with have and have? So, says Gemara, we don't know the Mexa, Mexa, Nay Mevaris. Says Gemara, no. The truth is, when you have have and have, you could say the bracha. Why? Look in the footnotes. Because the have of, of Jews for sure is not idolatry. And even a little bit of non-Jews might not be of idolatry. So then you have majority that is okay. So the I did Resha, I did the Tsani Resha, Rav Nachrim. So then why is the wording of the Brisa majority? 
is just, again, for symmetry. Since the initial case spoke about majority of non-Jews, that is not okay. Tana Seifer of Israel, for symmetry reasons, also in the, in the second case said, only when majority of Jews, then it's okay, but it doesn't really have to be majority. Even half and half would be okay. What is Galanazel? Is half and half majority Jews? <laughs> majority. Hmm? Majority. Majority Jews? Okay, that would be an interesting uh, survey to make. another Again, somebody walking in the periphery, you say like that, of the city. You see a young boy holding to a fire torch. So you check out. So if this little boy is a Jew, you say the bracha over that torch. And again, if he's a non-Jew, you wouldn't say Abraha over fire of a non-Jew. That's even without idolatry, we already saw, you don't make it. Why does a Brisa establish a case of a young boy? Even if he's an adult, ask him, tell me, are you Jewish or not? Or oh, check it out. Ask, say, Shalom Aleichem. He says, Aleichem Shalom. He says, Abraha. He says, what are you talking about? So then you say, Abraha. So, Oh, now we're talking that this happened just as Shabbos came out. So Gadol Milsa So Shabbos just came out. Stephen Hershowitz is walking Mamish right Shabbos is about to come out. And already somebody walking still with a torch of fire. Obviously it's not an, it's a non-Jew. So you wouldn't even need to ask. Tinok, but maybe if he's a maybe if he's a boy. Imor, there's still room to say, maybe Israelu, the African, the Nakit. Maybe this is, this is a, a Jewish boy that it happened that right after Shabbos he was able to get the fire and therefore find out if he's a Jew, then you can say Brachov, not, not. So, um, so we see from here that even in the period of Benash Marshals, which is from sunset to Tzesar Kechavim, if somebody lit fire, a Jew, or even a non-Jew, at that time, is still considered fire of a prohibition. Only fire that was lit after is already completely not Chavez, not Chavez, that is considered a permissible fire, and you can say a on it. Now, in the following Braisa, the Braisa introduces a concept that in order to say the bracha has to be a fire lit for illumination. If the fire was lit for other purposes other than illumination, you cannot say Another third time, a person walking outside of the city. And he sees this fire or this light. If it's uh, Thick enough that you can you can assume it's coming from a furnace. So So you can say the bracha. And if not, you cannot say the bracha on it. Now look in Rashi, we dig with the furnace that they use to melt stones to make lime. So the fire of that is so strong that also illuminates. So therefore it has two, two aspects. It's, it's to, to, to make lime, to burn the stones, 
but it seems it's so strong, also illuminates, and people want the illumination of it, then you say the bracha. But if not, you couldn't. So the Gemara Tanihada Ur, the Gemara brings two brisas seemingly contradicting themselves. One brisa says, Ur Shalkiv Shemevarhinalab, Betani Dahimevarhimalab. One says, if it's from a furnace, you use it, and one says, if you don't use it. So the Gemara Lokasha. Betchila, Alevasov. So here the Gemara introduces, depending. At the beginning, when they light this furnace for lime, it's not so strong. So therefore, it doesn't give enough illumination. You couldn't use it for Abdallah. Obviously, you're walking more to Shabbos. Then, but after most of these stones have been already burnt, they add a second fire in the top of the furnace to finish the melting of the stones and also for illumination. On that is the bright that says you can just use it. Levasov means the one at the end of the process of burning the stones that could be used, that could yes be used for Abdallah. Tanihada, another brisa. Ur shel tanur, a fire of a oven. Veshel kiraim, again is giving us the flavor of Ilho Shabbos. Kira kiraim is going to be the topic of the second chapter of Masechet Shabbos. Kira in those days was some sort of oven, okay? So you have a, 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 a stove, I'm sorry. So you have an oven of a stove, So again, the first bracha says, you can yes make a bracha on the fire of a stove over an oven. And again, a similar contradictory one says not. Again, it's the same idea. At the very beginning, we're talking an oven or stove that we used to bake. So at the beginning of the process of baking, it's not so strong, and they don't use it for illumination. Borashi brings that towards the end of the process of baking, they would add some more wood, I say splinters, some more thin wood over there, and that would, yes, be used for illumination. Therefore, again, that's the principle. Anything for illumination is a third brisa, similarly contradictory, Tanihada, Ur Shel the fire for light in a shul, Beshel Beisa Midrash, and a Beisa Medrash, Mevachin Alav, you can say, Boremere Esh, Betanidah, Mevachin Alav, another one says, Don't. So again, either an important person in the shul, so sometimes, they would put a fire or light, like candles, but not for the illumination, but for the cupboard of the person. Over here you don't see so much, but in Jerusalem, you see more that in the Simcha they put candles, even during the day. Sometimes you go to Seuda, a banquet of a, of a bris mila during the day, and you see candles lit. Obviously it's not for the illumination, so that's what the Gemara says. Any candle, any fire that is not for illumination, that is the general principle, don't say a bracha over it. So when there's an important person over here, wasn't it for the illumination, don't say a bracha. But if there isn't an important person over there, so it was lit for illumination, then you do say the bracha. If I say ma, or a different way of explaining these two similar contradictory prices, even in a situation when there's an important person, sometimes you do say the bracha, so nowadays a chazan is somebody like Nisim that sings nicely. But in the Gemara times, chazan, of that is called a saxtin, something like that, which is the shamash. You pronounce a saxtin? How do you pronounce it? 
Okay, that's the, the fancy schmancy word of sexting, something like that. Okay, it really means the shamash. If you have a shamash in the shul or in the best medrash, so even though the Adam Hashu doesn't need the, the illumination, but the shamash is definitely just using the illumination. Now, also is over there, a shamash needs the illumination to eat a thing like that, but since you're not allowed to eat in the, in the base medrash, so he must have like a little room next to the shul with the window open to the shul, so therefore he needs the light of the candle to give illumination in the little office where he's eating, then you would use that candle for Abdallah. The Voiseima and the third way of resolving these seemingly contradictory advices are the Ika Hazana. Ah, could be even sometimes, even if you have Adam Hashub, and even if you have a Hazan, sometimes you don't say the Braha. Why? Look, Adeika Seara. Seara is the moon. If you have a full moon, then even the Shamash doesn't need the candle because Hashem's full moon gives more light than a little candle. So then that little candle is not for illumination, it's for the Adam Hashub, for the important person, so therefore don't say the Broha, Seara. But only when there's no full moon, then you will say that that Shamash, even though the Adam Hashub, needs the candle for illumination. You say, I feel like reciting the Hadgari over here. People were sitting in the shul. I'm sorry, in the best medrash. They view Urlif Neyem and they brought the candle for Abdallah. Each person should say, We have a principle, one should make the bracha, and everybody else should say, Amen. With the majority of people, it's more of a glory to the king. That's why let's say now it's coming Purim. You should go to a place that more people go there because to hear the Megillah, because the more we are present, a Hashiva event, the more people go there. So says Basile, it's better that everybody listens to the one bracha and everybody says Amen. Says the it goes okay to Basile, they explain the reason why. To do like that, Elavit Shamai Mai Taima. Why would Shamai say no? Each one should make their own bracha. Kesabri because they hold Vimnei Bitul Beisam Edresh because that's going to cause Bitul Torah Chatz Shalom. People are learning, so if you need to wait until everybody is here and everybody is quiet, people are going to miss few seconds, even maybe Chatz a few minutes of learning Torah. Bitul Torah. So it's better for each one to make their own bracha and not to be about the learning Torah. Tanen Amiyachi. The, there's a, another brisa which brings the same principle of being careful of not to do bitul Torah in the base medrash. This is a beautiful idea. Listen to this. Ramangam Eloimer, shel base Ramangam in the house of Ramangam Leel, lo ayomrim marpe be base medrash. Marpe is gesundheit. If somebody sneezes, they wouldn't say this one means health, good health, bless you. Why not? Mimnei bitul base medrash not to stop learning. So if you are learning and somebody sneezes, don't say la brut, gesundheit. So look over there in the footnotes, over here is in the name of Pirke de Rabeliezer. Look at that beautiful. Why is the custom, even the non-Jews today, everywhere to say good health when somebody sneezes? Because from beginning of Adam Arisham until Yaakov Avinu, People never got sick before they died. Lo aleinu. People would sneeze, and shalom al Israel. That's it. They would die. So Yaakov Avinu, David, Tukadosh Baruch Hu, Rivon Shelo Elam, don't do that to me. 
I, don't, I can't just sneeze and go away. I need to give brachas to my 12 sons and tell them what to do. And to bring to Marasa Mechpala. Many things I have to tell them before I die. So please make me sick before I die. Yaakov Avinu was the first human being in, in history since Adam Arishan that he got sick before he died. And then, so therefore, because of that, we don't, we don't die by sneezing. So, but still, it's a concept that sneezing used to be the way people would die. So therefore, when you hear somebody sneezing, so you mentioned the idea, this shouldn't be to, for dead, it should be for life. <laughs> Maybe the right way to say when somebody sneezes is Lechaim. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Okay, move on, Vezat Hashem. I feel like in a marathon, okay. El mevarchim lo alaner velo al besamin shel meisim. Now the Gemara quotes again something we saw in the Mishnah. You shouldn't say the brachas of Avdala, not on the candle and not on the besamim that were lit for a dead person. My time, huh? what is the reason? Ner, a candle that was lit for a dead person is lekavudu, lekavudu avida. It was lit for honoring the deceased. You know, we, we like like a like a yorzai candle. <laughs> I'm sorry, we light like a Yorza candle for a disease. It's not for illumination. Again, we go back to the principle. A candle that is not for illumination, you don't see the brach on it. This was for the honor of the disease. Besamim, and we mentioned this, I think, yesterday, the fragrances of put next to a disease, laburi reicha udeabidi. They weren't there to be smelled. They were there just to counteract the bad smell of the, co the composition of the deceased. So also you can say Abraha. Look over there, there's a question in the footnote. What if you take those besamim out of the dead seas? Can you use them for Abdal or not? Well, that's a different question. Now, have you noticed in the chupas that even though they are by day, people march the father and the mother with the candles? Even by day. You do it for the honor of the occasion. So sometimes you march with somebody with a candle in front of him for the honor. So the Gemara is saying over here, if this disease is so hashuve that you would take out a candle for him even during the day, so you see that would be for the honor, not so much for illumination. So even by night, if you take for that person, you wouldn't say Abraha on that candle because it's more for the covet of the person. Now somebody asked the question, but hold on. If it's by night, even if by day you also bring a candle, but this person is Hashim Mamana, but you need the candle. So why you should say the bracha? You need it's dark. You using the candle for illumination. And obviously this is happening in Motsi Shabbos. So somebody say, we're dealing when there's f a full moon again. There's a full moon, and they're bringing a Hashim person with a candle. So since the candle is not for the illumination, is for the cover of this person, even by day you would take out a candle, don't say a brach on that candle. But this person is not chashuve. And now they're taking a candle, it's not because of the guy, it's because of it's dark. Then for sure you can say a brach on it. Now let's move on to Besamim. Fragrances. Shel Besa Kise, if you use uh, like over here, we have in the bathroom these things that spray. Okay? Don't say Abraha with them on Motsi Shabbos. Why? Because he is to be used to counteract the bad smell of the bathroom. <laughs> it's interesting, Russian says, we're talking that Adam is an Easternist, a delicate person, 
that is bringing with him some perfume to the bathroom. So you don't say a brach of that type of perfume. Like also we have like the other land, you spray, you spray, you don't say a brach of that. And also the oil, we spoke about it previously, that would be used after the meal to remove the bad smell in the hands, whatever you ate tacos with your hands, or falafel with a lot of trina. So that oil, it's only to remove the bad odor of the meal. Also, you wouldn't say a with that oil. Now look in the footnote number 48, and in Rashi, it's very interesting. Look in Rashi, so according to Rashi, it doesn't mean you don't say bracha at all, but you say the bracha, the general bracha of, of the oil, not so much of the fragrance of that sebe samim, because the main purpose of this oil is to remove the bad odor of your hands. Okay, let's carry on. Says the Gemara, Lememra, you mean to say, that whenever you don't use something, that whatever it wasn't made to be smelled, you don't say abraha or whatever it is. Basically, look in the following price. You go into store with the sell perfumes or fragrances. And you're smelling the fragrance, the perfume, even if you're sitting the entire day over there, it's enough with one bracha. The initial bracha you said on the perfume helps you for the entire day. Now, I just want to make a point in parentheses. Nowadays, you go to a store of perfume, it's not the same idea because those perfumes might, have, might not have uh, any ikar, any uh, real thing, consistency of where the perfume was made out. If it's just made into chemicals and fat, you don't say a bracha. But if do, they do have some, like y you go to a store, maybe a health store, and you know what, maybe uh, we're gonna tell you in a minute, a coffee, sh a coffee shop. So if they have the essence of the, of the thing, so you say the bracha, but if you're gonna stay there the entire day, is once, once one bracha is enough. Says the Gemara, nichnas de braisa, nichnas ve nichnas ve But if you go in and out from this store, and every time you go, you go out, so you, you lose the bracha, you come back, you, 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 you again say the bracha. You, so then you smell again. So So you say a bracha every time you go in and out. So the Gemara is, gonna, is, is asking the question. You see, why does this person have perfumes in his store? Not for you to come and smell them, for you to go and buy them. So you see, even though they're not there to be smelled, they're there to be bought. Still, if you smell, you say abracha. So going back to the two cases, uh, a perfume for the bathroom and a perfume in the oil to remove the bad odor of your hands, you should also say abracha. So it was in place there to say to be smelled and everybody else you say abracha. So Gemara, eh, no, what are you talking about? For sure. The owner of the perfumes in the store wants you to smell it. For people to be able to smell that fragrance, and they should buy it. You know, even restaurants on purpose, they kind of have these smells. 
you pass by and you smell the, the braai, uh, you want to go in and, and buy the food and eat. Coffee shop, the, the example I wanted to, there's coffee shops, Starbucks and all that, you walk in, it's unbelievable the smell. And Lengwe Rabbi Kaufman in show. when do you say abraha on the smell of a coffee in a coffee shop? Sometimes you could, because it's delicious co uh, smell. And it's made for you to smell it. So in such a situation, you would say definitely the brach. Okay, turn around and another brisa. You were walking outside of the city. And you smell a fragrance. Again, it's similar with us so yes, uh, beforehand regarding the fire. Now, here's a fragrance over here. If majority of the city are going, you should say a bracha. Again, because the principle was before idolatry. The majority of the city are Jews. You can say the bracha. This is Tanakama. But look at Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi, Amer, Afilu Rabbi Israel, Nami, Enam, Mevarech. No, even the majority are Jews. Don't say the bracha of the smell. Why not? I give out. Mibne Shevenos Israel, the Jewish ladies, Mekatos Lechshofim. They're sometimes uh, putting incense, burning incense for sorcery. Look in the article, they are to remove evil spirits. Says the Gemara, Atu Kulo Lechshavim Mekatron. You want me to tell the majority or all of the Jewish ladies do that for, for, for that? Avale Miota. It's only a majority. I'm sorry, I'm so, it's only a minority. Avale Miota. Lechshavim is only a minority. Lechshavim. But you know what? There's another minority, Legamer Esakelim. They would burn incense to give fragrance to the clothing. So that, that's also, this also wasn't, the, the intention wasn't to be smell. It's only to give a nice smell to the clothing. So again, just like in fire, just like fire that wasn't lit in the purpose of illumination, you don't say Abraha, fragrance that wasn't meant for to smell, you wouldn't say abraha. So we have, look in the fundos, we have three minorities. You have, you have a minority of the city non-Jews, that may be for idolatry. Minority of the ladies that may be using, using it to, to send away bad spirits. And then a minority might be using it to give smell into the clothing. Those three minorities make the majority of the city. And then welcome to Rabbi Yossi, you shouldn't say abraha on the smell. It comes out the majority wasn't made for the smell. When the majority is not for the smell, you shouldn't say Abraha. And the last Allah over here on that. Somebody walking on Fridays in Tiberia, the city of Tiberias. In the city of Tzipori, both in the land of Israel, and you smell a nice fragrance, you shouldn't say Abraha, why not? So, uh, it's interesting, the one on the Friday, would obviously is not for Abdallah, but still, it wasn't meant to be used for the fragrance. 
So this and the previous Allah has nothing to do with Abdallah. In general, you, you don't say the brach of the, of the fragrances, we have a chazaka that wasn't used for fragrance, rather just to give a good smell to the clothing. Don't abandon the last line. Somebody was walking in a marketplace of idolatry. And they are burning incense for idolatry. If the person willingly wants to smell it, he's a sinner because he knows that it's for idolatry. If you're just walking, have no choice, you smell it, okay. But on purpose to enjoy the smell of idolatry, you're considered a sinner. Okay, Hashem, let's start side B of the page, 53. So the Mishnah said that, going back to the Allah of the candle of Moter Shabbos, says the Mishnah, you shouldn't make the bracha and the candle of Moter Shabbos until you derive benefit from it. The Mishnah doesn't mean to tell you literally you have to derive benefit from the flame. It has to be some sort of, the government is going to define this soon, some sort of fire that if you would, if you would be standing close to it, then you would be able to derive benefit. So then, it's giving more. It's not. It's not telling us how close you have to be from the fire. It's giving us a definition how good the fire has to be. It has to be a good enough fire that somebody close to it can derive benefit. So then, if you are not that close, even if you are to a distance, that is good enough, and you can say the bracha from a distance. That is Rav's ruling. Ravashi holds the same way that even in the distance would be okay. Maybe the Gemara is going to challenge this. Aisaloner tmuna vecheikoi. Somebody had a candle under his, has uh, it bosom? Okay. Oh, bepanas, panas against the lantern. So obviously it was a cover, a cover candle. Oshera shaleves velonishtamish lora. Or even if you see a fire, but you're not using it for illumination, or you're just using it for illumination, illumination, but you're not able to see the fire itself. Just the radiance is coming out. Those, those four situations, you're not permitted to say the bracha You need both prerequisites. You need to see the fire itself, because you send the bracha on the fire. And also has to be the using is for illumination. Up until now is a price. I understand the case that it says they're using the fire, but you didn't see the flame. So again, this is not good enough, but I at least understand the situation that you're, you're, you're standing in a corner of the building. So you are from one side of the building, and the fire is in the other side of the building, so you don't see the fire, and only the, 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 the light of the fire is coming out from, from the wall of the building, and that is not good. But at least understand the case. But what would be the case that you see the flame, 
and you are not is not be, being used for illumination. How how could this be such a case? Isn't it our case that you see the fire, but you cannot use for illumination because you are too far away from the fire? And you see from the price it's not good? No, this is the case. You can even be close to it, but it's a certain fire that is already, has it dimming? It's already going off. So if it's already so bad that it's like a candle is about to to burn out, so then it's not giving any much of illumination. Then that is what the price is saying is not good. But this is not a contradiction to the alaha of Rav and the alaha of Ravashi that if the fire is strong, is qualitatively good enough. You don't have to be close to it. Even from far away, it would be enough. So if you have calls, lochashes literally means speaking, but over here means incandescent, strong. Since they give good illumination, like we just seen in the previous page regarding the furnace, you can say the bracha. But if they're already dimmed, they're very low, then you shouldn't say a bracha over them. Were done for me? No? Okay. Says the Gemara, Echidami, Lochashos. What is the definition? How strong enough? Let's say uh, you, you had a, a fire, what do you call it? Fireplace? Like you for warming up. Like, yeah. And you had over there coals. And let's say they're running through the entire shelves. Or you're in a hotel. A non-Jew is putting over that. I know, we saw, you cannot do that. But is your own, your own fire and went through the whole Shabbos. You had Mamesh, an unbelievable, huge. So um, that's what we're talking about. So how strong enough they have to be that you consider that you still give illumination. As long as if you put a piece of wood over there, a thin piece of wood, and it would catch fire, then still good, it's considered strong enough to set the bracha of illumination. Now, like we have a side point. The Gemara is asking a question. The Bryce used the word obemois, which is dimmed. Now, the Gemara is teaching us some uh, gram gra grammar. It goes with an aleph or it goes with a nine? The word oimemos, dimmed, is spelled with an aleph or with a nine? So Tashma, we're going to learn this from what uh, Rav Hisa, Varabdimi, taught us from the verse. It's in the verse in Yechezkel, look in the footnote, speaking about how the splendor of the Assyrian kingdom is going to be. So the Gomorrah is comparing it that even the Arazim, even the Cedars, Lo Amemu began Elohim, will not dim his splendor of the, in, as in, in the garden of God of this Assyrian kingdom. So you see the word Omemu, they wouldn't dim it, the, 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 the kingdom is with the nine. So we see the word should be Omemos with the nine. Okay. Now, up until now, we saw two opinions of Amoraim, Rav and Ravashi, that you can say the bracha even if you're far away and you're unable to benefit from the light. 
Nevertheless, Amoraim disagree with that. Robe, Verobe Amar, no, ye also mamish. Robe learns the Mishnah that you can say brach ache yoso until you benefit, literally. You, you, you can only say the brach of Remeoreaesh until you benefit from the light. The Hama, how close you need to be from the fire that you derive benefit. Amarula, the Shakir ben Isar lefundion. Until you can recognize the difference between these two coins. Isra fundion, let's say over here in South Africa, between a one-run coin and a two-run coin. They're almost the same. So that close, how much light you need to have to say the brach over it. And look in the footnotes, it's beautiful explanation. That is the custom to look at your finger like this, to see the difference between the nail and the skin around the nail. So that difference is enough light like between to differentiate these two coins. And Allah seems to be like that. So that's why we bring the, ah, it's already mine opening, in the right pocket. So that's why we, we um, uh, when we have ladies over here in Esh, we bring the candle close to the ladies to be able to say the brach. Okay, uh, different examples of things that you can differentiate by the light of the candle. Another example says, Chizkia, Amar, the Shakir, in order for you to be able to differentiate, Ben Melusma Shel Tiberia, Le Melusma Shel Tsipori. Melusma names weights. They used to use weights, but there were different sizes, the ones in Tsipori, the ones in Tiberia again. So they were even more difficult to discern, and therefore he meant you need even more degree of light. So Rabiuda, going back to the first opinion, that you don't need to be so close to the fire, Moshe Shabbos would say the bracha, even from the house of Ada Daila, that was far away from his house. But Robe, that he holds has to be close, no, it has to be a neighbor very close to him. Uh, Abaye would say it in the house of his father. I don't know if Abaye had a father or not, maybe yes, I think he had a mother, but that's what it translates. No, the Barabua, his father? Or just the name of Barabua? Okay. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Another alaha. En mecha. Oh, this is uh, a very interesting alaha. En mechazirin al aur keder she mechazirin al amitzvus. A person is not obligated on Moti Shabbos to go and find a candle for the bracha, like he's obligated to do another mitzvah. Let's say in the morning, you don't have your tefillin. So you have to go and borrow somebody's tefillin to do the mitzvah tefillin. Now in Moshe Shabbos, if you don't have a candle, you don't have, you don't have to go out of your way to say the bracha on the candle. Why not? Look in the footnotes. Because the bracha of Moshe Shabbos is not a bracha of a mitzvah. It's not compulsory. It's a bracha of a praise. Just like if you hear a thunder, 
you see the brach of the thunder. If you see a river, you see a brach of the huge, amazing, beautiful river or mountain. You have to go out of your way to say those brachas. Is you praising Hashem? The same thing over here. At the beginning, initially, I would go out of my way every month to Shabbos to say the brach of Mereo Esh. Once I heard this, I don't go out of my way. It just happened to see a candle next to me, I would say the bracha, but I wouldn't go too much out of my way. Okay, the Gemara continues on another din of the Mishnah. Remember the Mahlokas Vichamavazilel, what happened when a person ate bread and he forgot to bench? And he already left the place. And then he remembers. Does he have to go back to the place and bench? Or he can bench wherever he is? All the argument is only if he forgot whether he has to go back or not. Have amazing for a person he's knowing he's going he's knowing he's on his way. Let's say you're traveling and you stop in the N1 on your way to Cape Town to, to have your picnic. And you finish eating. And then you are in a rush to keep on driving. It's forbidden to just go and start driving and people are gonna end up benching three kilometers away from what you ate. That's forbidden. In that case, make him go back and bench where he ate. And then bless. It's obvious. Our Mishnah says, and he forgot. So why you have to tell me Explaining that an Amora is a Mishnah. There was room to say in the Mishnah, well, I feel amazing. That maybe the Mishnah, and according to Beis Hillel, you can even be amazed. Even, as I said, have in mind to bench afterwards in the distance. If that would be the case, and that would be Beis Hillel's opinion, why the Mishnah would say Beshachal, if he forgot, to tell us how strong is the opinion of Shammai, that even if he forgot, you would have to go back. But Kamashul, and that's why the Amoraim needed to tell you that Basilil agrees with Bechamai that if you, for, if you do it on purpose, it's not good. And look at the story, you're going to fall out of your chair. Are you ready? Josh, this Musar, you won't be able to sleep tonight. Tanya, Amrulaim, Bechamai, Basilil. I don't know. He's just a little bit more of the clarification, and this is going to be the story. This is the price. According to your opinion, somebody ate in a high tower. The, those days were no elevators. And then he came down, the Shachach, and then he, and he forgot. And he forgot, came down and didn't bless. Are you going to tell him to go all the way up to the, to the tower to bench? It, it's a schlep. Uh, don't come with, with excuses. According to your words, let's say he realized, he came down, and he realized, not that he forgot to bench, he forgot his cell phone up there, his purse, his wallet. Wouldn't he go up? Give me a break. You, you think he's going to leave it over there? He's going to go up and get it back. For his own honor, for his own purposes, he would go back up. So it wouldn't be the right thing to go up for the glory of Hashem? 
So this is the story, Josh. Now, are you ready for it? Anu Trey Talmidei. There were two students. One did when he forgot. He forgot. And nevertheless, he went up. And even though we said previously, he went out of his way to go back to the place where he ate to bench like Bechamai. To bench like a mench on a bench in French for a change. Okay? And he found over there a purse full of gold. Hashem rewarded him by going out of his way and doing like Bechamai. When I learned this Gemara, I had a question, and I, I saw gladly enough that in the footnotes they bring the question. We saw in the first Perek that David Tafun went out of his way to say the Shema according to Bechamai, and he said, I was almost killed by the banditos to do Shema by night like Bechamai, laying, laying down in the, in the ground, and they almost killed me. And they told him, would it be good for, you, for them to kill you because you went out of here to go like Bechamai? So how come over here he was rewarded by going out of his way to do like Bechamai? Did we rule like Bechamai? No, we, we fasten like Bechilel. So why is praiseworthy to go like Bechamai? Rabbi Tafan, they told him they should have killed you, and this guy gets rewarded with a, with a purse full of gold. So look in the photo, they bring a beautiful explanation that over here Bechilel agree that the right thing is to go back. Just they didn't impose on people to do it. But for sure, if you do it, they're going to give you a big yeshukach and you're going to get rewarded with a purse full of, full of gold. Over there, there was mamash and machlaikas. How is the lacha? We should lay down by night or not? But now he's got another mitzvah because now he can return the gold from the person who lost it. It was from Eliyahu Navi, so it's fine. This is the Musa you're going to be able to sleep tonight, Josh. One on purpose did like Vesilel that he. Uh, had from the on, uh, on, uh, onset in mind, I'm going to eat here, I'm going to start traveling and bench over there. The Achle Arye. He was caught by a lion and he was the lion's supper. Heavy, huh? Look in the footnotes. They asked the, the, they asked the question in the footnotes. What do you mean he's like Basilel? We just saw previously that even Basilel agrees. That on purpose you cannot do it. It wasn't like Basilel. He was like nobody. So that's why he was eaten by a lion. Rabba Babalchana, look at this beautiful story. And Amora. Rabba Babalchana. Avakiazil be Shayarasa. He was traveling with a. How do you call that? Caravan. A caravan, thank you. Achal. They stopped in a place. They had a picnic over there. They had lunch. Veishtali velovirechane. He forgot to bench. And then he went back into the caravan in the trip. Omar, and then he remembered, oh, I gave out, I didn't bench. So he thought, he wanted to be Machmelak Ves Shamai. What can I do? If I tell these people of the caravan, I forgot to bench, I'm really going to tell me, what is the problem? Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is really every, everywhere. So bench over here was a big deal. So he said, you know, I'm going to tell them a white lie. Mutav de Amina Leu, I'm going to tell them Anshi Yoyna de Dahava. I forgot, I had a precious image of a dove made out of gold. 
and I forgot it. The government is going to ask why such a why he made such a bomb in my face. You told me I forgot my my cell phone, my purse, whatever. So he told him like that. Anteruli the anshe yona the dava. Wait for me. I forgot my golden um, dove. Azilovarich. He went back and he benched. And Elio Navi brought for him a golden dove. You see how much Hashem rewarded him. These two people to go out of the way to do things like Hatchila. Says again, work a beautiful, nice story. Maishna Yona is a nice story, but whatever Khan had to come with the story of a golden dove. Says again, the Masili. Masili, you change the Tafur Ashin, and he's the Mashri, Mashal. The Jewish people are compared, Knes Israel Le Yoina, to a dove. Look in the Tilim. Nechsiv, Kanfe Yona, Nechpecha Bekesev. You will be like the wings of a dove, coated with silver, and her pinions with brilliant gold. So because of the Jewish people are compared to a dove, that's what he found, and that's what he said, that he needed to go back to the dove. So says the Gemara, just to end of the comparison, Mayona Enanitzeles, just like the dove, she, she or he, whatever you call the dove, uses the wings for both for flying and for fighting. Look at the footnotes. Other birds use the beak, but the doves use the the the, the wings, the pinions. So in the same way, how can we flee? How can we survive through our through our wings. There's a different Gemara in different place. That the Romans forbid the Jewish people to wear tefillin. And one person didn't listen to the Romans, the Romans, and he was wearing tefillin. And the Romans saw him. So he put him away and he hit him in the, ha- in the hands. And, and the um, Romans said, open your hands. And he opened the hands. And what, what did he find over there? A dove. It's the same idea. So we are compared to the dove because just like the wings of the, of the dove save the dove, the mitzvahs, that they are our wings. We fly through doing mitzvahs. That's what save and preserve the Jewish people. Just yesterday, Anthony, I was making a little bit of a joke, a comment, that the flame has three colors, remember? Red, white, and yellow crack. And I thought Yerakrak, and even, even listen from modern Hebrew, Yerakrak is from the word Yarok. And Ashkol translated to yellow is this Pasuk, Yerakyak. Yesterday is Rashi, today is Pasuk, and Yerakyak is gold. So Ashkol is always right. Golden. I'm getting tired, but Bezat Hashem Adem Asayu. So, now the Mishnah we hear speaks about how much after you ate, if you forgot to bench, you can still bench. The Kama Shurikul, how, what is, because says the Mishnah, the amount of time to digest the food. So how much it takes to digest the food? I'm sorry, Raev. As long as you are still not hungry, you ate. And half an hour, half, half an hour after that, you remember, oh, I didn't bench. 
If you're still satisfied from eating, you can still bench. This is Rav Yochanan. As long as you're still thirsty, you know when you eat, you get thirsty. As long as you're still thirsty from eating, that is a sign you're still uh, not digesting enough the food and you seek a bench. Some say, was this? This person, was Rav Yomarvar Shizvi. Le Marzutra, he told him, is the same Marzutra. Miamar Ishlaki Shahi, Kuribida Ishlaki said that opinion, as long as you're still thirsty. Yamarabami, Ishlaki Shabami said, Ramar Ishlakish, Kama Shuri Kul, Kdele Alech, Arba Milin. The amount of distance, the amount of time takes you to walk for kilometers. So look in the footnotes, there's different opinions how much is for kilometers. The most common opinion is 72 minutes. Some say 90 minutes, 98 minutes, so 72 minutes. So it's either 72 minutes, or it's either as long as you're thirsty. Says the Gemara Lokasha. He answered back, no, it's not a kasha, it's not a contradiction. Depends how much you ate. So according to Rashi, if you ate a little bit, so as long as you're thirsty. If you ate a lot, uh, 72 minutes. Taisos reads the Gemara the other way around. And nevertheless, some say, Allah is like Rav Yochanan, that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it has to do with as long as you feel hungry. So this seems to be, according to Rishon, that's the Laha. Depends. As long as you're still satisfied, then you can still bench. But once you're already hungry, you cannot bench anymore. Or say any bracha chron, only benching. Let's move on, one more finishing. Hold on. Now, the Mishnah said that was the last argument in Bechamim Stiller. Do you need to bench with wine or not? According to Bechamim, we saw according to Rabbi Meir, which is the Mishnah, you don't. But according to Bechamim you do have to bench with a cup of wine. But, Allah may say, if you don't have a zimun, you don't have to. Imagine every time you have bread, you have breakfast with a, with a peanut butter sandwich like me, you have to eat, eat, drink wine now, you create yourself to that. So if you don't have a zimun, you don't, you don't have to. If you have a zimun, it's preferable. With a zimun of three, it's preferable. But maybe during the week, I don't see people doing it. You, you go three people to Nando's and you have a, a burger, three people, you don't have for a couple of grapes to bench. People are not knowing. If you have 10, you should. You know, with 10, you should, actually. Shabbos, even during the week. Okay. But what the Gemara, that already the Gemara explained before. That's why the Gemara is not, speaking, is not talking about it. Now the Gemara is continuing on the, on the next part of the Mishnah, the last part of the Mishnah. The, la, the last part of the Mishnah said that if you see a Jew saying a bracha, even if you don't hear the full bracha, you can say Amen. Says the Gemara, Amen, Israel, Agav, Shama, Kula. Are you going to tell me in a Jew, even if you didn't hear the entire bracha, only uh, Amen? You can say amen. The Gemara is assuming at this point that Mishnah is dealing with a case that the person is going to be included by the bracha of the other Jew. So Gemara says, how can you be include, included by somebody else's bracha if you didn't hear the full bracha? And this is an important principle. If you don't hear the entire bracha of somebody else, he cannot include you on the bracha. So that is the question of the Gemara. The Gemara, no, the Mishnah is talking in a case. He didn't need with them. He doesn't need to say amen to
to be included in the bracha. He just wants to say amen because it's a big mitzvah to say amen to somebody else's bracha. So that was what the mission is telling us. If you know which bracha is he saying, if he's a Jew, you could say amen, even if he's in the entire bracha. Okay. Vechen amarav nachman amarav abaravwe veshelo achalimayen is the case when he didn't need together with them. Omar le now another interesting topic just to end up the beautiful the, the parak in a beautiful note. Omar le Rav Rav would tell Lechia bre to hear his son bre my son Chatuf ubarich grab the opportunity and be the one benching. So here is specifically talking about benching. So whenever you can, take the, ch take the opportunity and be the one saying the bracha. If somebody is saying the bracha, you to be the one saying the bracha, and not the one just saying amen. And the same thing we teach Rab Una to his son, Rava. Grab the opportunity and be the one blessing. You want to tell me that it's more credit, it's more merit to say the bracha than to say amen? Without Tanya, you know, today people make a big deal out of saying amen. It's a bride over here. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Galola, Oine, Amen. Oh, this is the siman. I promise you, this is the dessert of the dessert. This is the siman of page Nun Gimel. Three times the word Gimel. Look at this. Uh, the word starting with the letter Gimel. Gadol oine amen. This is him. Gadol is greater. Oine amen. The one that says amen after a bracha. Yoisemina mebarech. More than the one that says a bracha. Now, when you say a coffee, please say out loud. Baruch atah Hashem lo kim v'chamim shakol miyavid varoi. So I can say amen and I get more credit than you. Omer Ravin Roy. The continuation of the brayso. Hashemayim. Hashemayim is an expression. Yeah, by heaven I promise to you. Kenu, <laughs> from the IDF. No, the IDF is, is according to the first opinion. Look at this. Teda, Sharei, Golarian. Golarian is just normal soldiers. Jordan, Umidgarin, Bemilchama. The normal soldiers go first in a war, and they do the first part of the war, and at the end they give him the heroic ones, the better ones, Jordan, Umenatskin, they go down and they get the victory. So you see, who is better? The, the, the first one going to the war or the last one? The last one. So same thing, who is better? The one that says amen. So Tanya, so this is not a contradiction to why Rav and why Ravuna would tell to the children to be the one blessing and not the one saying amen, because there's another opinion that says no, not like this. Tanya, the Tanya. The second verse doesn't say it's better to say the bracha to say amen, it's just equal. Amen is in the same level whether you are the one to say the bracha or the one you say amen, but where we understand from the psukim. Ah, no, no, I, I forgot, no. This verse does holds that it's better to say the bracha. Hashem hastens to give reward to the one that said the bracha. More than to the one that said amen. Yeah, so I forgot about this. That yes, according to this second brisa, it is, yes, better to be the one saying the bracha. The pasuk that I didn't explain, the mashma, Rashi brings the pasuk, Ashkol obviously brings the pasuk, that actually there are two psukim over there. Uh, Rashi brings them. 
Uh, this is in the Gemora and Soita, one Pasuk is in Genea, one Pasuk is in Ezra. Kumu Barhu es Hashem, Elokechem. So Kumu Barhu, stand up and build the one given the bracha, which is important. But then the other Pasuk says, Be Barhu Shem Kvadecha, and they should bless the name of your glory. And that says the Gemara in Sota, you and Yas Amen. That is uh, to say Amen. But in the Beit Hamikdash, in Sefer Amen, they would say Baruch Hashem Kol Malchus Olam But uh, from there we see that is as equal as important to say Amen, to say Baruch Hashem Kol as to say the Bracha itself. And this is what I meant that this opinion is like the IDF, because the IDF doesn't first sense the normal soldiers and then they go the Givorim. In the IDF, the IDF, the generals will say Acharai. Follow me in the IDF, and this is what gives the moral to the soldiers. You should go first. You are the giver. You go first. Tarabanan, and the last but not the least, Abraisa, Shemen, oil, Miakev Abracha. Until they don't bring you the oil, we spoke about it in the previous parak uh, also. Was well, mentioned this today. Until they don't bring you the the fragrant oil, don't bench. This is Rebbe Rabbi Zila, Zilai. And this is for two things. For starting the Zimon, and up until they bring you the oil, you can still keep on eating anything you want. Rabbi Zivai holds Omer Einamakev. No, even before the oil, the oil doesn't make, is not the last word over here. Rabbi Yacha Omer Shemen Tov Meakev. No, not just stam oil. If it's a good oil, then it's yes, the one. That look in Rashi, Shemen Tov, Sheshbo Besamim. That uh, has spi sp uh, spices to make the bracha. Okay, Rabbi Zuamai, Omer Keshem Shemezuam, maybe that's what you call it, Zuamai, Mezuam, a stinky person, Pasul Avoida, he cannot be a Koyen in the Besamikdash, Kach Yedai Mezuamot. The same thing, stinky, dirty, disgusting, full of falafel, shawarma, tchina, and hummus, <coughs> hands, psulos, lebracha. You cannot bench like this. Go and wash your hands like a bench, and then come and bench. Okay? Omer Nachman, but this is a brisa. Up until here, the brisa. Omer Nachman, he said a funny expression. I mean, we have to give more dignity to the chachamim. Analo ziloi velo zivoi velo zuamoi. I don't hold like any, any of these three previous rabbis, Yadana. I don't hold like them. Ela Manisa Yadana, I hold but the different Braisa. The Amar Rav Yude, or but different teaching, because some say it wasn't a Braisa, but Rav Yude, Amar Rav. The Amar Lama, the Minnesotanians, some opinions say it was yes, a Braisa indeed. He said like this, a beautiful Pasuk. Uh, the beginning of Pasha's Kedoshim. Vizkadishtem, Vaitem Kedoshim. So he said like this, Vizkadishte, Vizkadishtem, become holy, Elumayim Rishonim. This is Natila Zidayim before you eat. Vaisem Kedoshim, this is my Achronim, after you eat. Kikadosh Ani, this is the Shemen, no Kikadosh, this is a reference, also do the oil after my Achronim, Ni Hashem Lokechem, and then you bench. Zubrocho. Adran alach elodvarim, adran alach elodvarim, adran alach elodvarim, agutin choidesh, brocha vietzloch.